Hass, we are back again with another episode of 115 Miles. How was it for you? Uh, when you sneezed facts at me, Josh. <laughs> at 100 miles at 100 an hour. Miles an hour. <laughs> that, was the, that was the best part. No, I really enjoyed the conversation. Very personal, like... Um, uh, allowed us to dive into, I think, the you know, an important topic of society, which is around money and does it make you happy? And obviously, I, I shared some stuff around my journey that I think really um, helped set the tone of the conversation. It did, absolutely. Honestly, uh, I've been waiting to have this conversation around whether money makes you happy in depth on this podcast for a while. I'm glad I bought it today. It's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, people are going to enjoy this. Has where can people come and join the community? Uh, come and find us at 115 Miles uh, Pod on Instagram. Where over a thousand people are there following the community now and growing stronger by the day. Go and listen to this episode. You're really, really going to enjoy it. And we'll see you again very soon. <laughs> This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Growing up 115 miles apart, our lives couldn't have been more different, but we find ourselves today with many similarities and outlooks upon life. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture, and everything in between. <laughs> Mate, starting, I always find it tricky to start. And yeah. we're back in the yeah. awkward looking at each other in the eye. Yep. I can't do it right now. So um, I'm just going to look uh, down at your Buxton uh, Spring I, uh, water. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like a, a, a description or something then. Anyway, Hass, I've got some amazing facts for you today. Oh, but I'm bringing the questions with the facts, all right? Okay, I'm getting ready. So, this makes me more nervous than like anything else in my life, just having to respond to these <laughs> facts. <laughs> They're getting better and better. Hass, before toilet paper was invented, right? Yeah. What do you think um, Americans used to use? Oh, uh, tobacco leaves. <laughs> I suppose before they're dried out, they're quite... Yeah. Moist. <laughs> no, it's not tobacco leaves. I'm going to give you another guess. Okay. So what did they use? Uh, raccoons. <laughs> no, they didn't use... Do you want a clue? Go on, go on. It's, it's vegetable-based. Potato skins. Uh, no. That would, be, that would be good, though. That would, can you imagine having to get the skins ready? <laughs> like going in the toilet and there's no skins. So you have to just peel a potato while you're on the toilet. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's not potato skins. Okay, it's vegetable based. The, um... <laughs> no, I don't know. Go corn on. on the cob. I was going to say corn. I was going to say like the 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 leaves, the leaves of, of the corn. corn. Yeah. Do you think that's what they're on about? No, they're on about the actual. So they would get the cob <laughs> and use the whole corn on the cob. Really? That's a lot of corn you're banging through, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good fact. Okay. Question number two for you, Hass, today. Yeah. Before people used to say cheese, cheese, when they have their picture taken. Mm -hmm. What do you think they used to say? How do you come up with this stuff? I'm That's just, what I want to know. You know, I am the fact, the factual king. Fact king. Yeah, my middle name is Fact. Josh Fact Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, all right. If I started MCing again, I'd call myself MC, MC Fact. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because I only talk, I only spit truth. <laughs> You're already emceeing already, aren't you? <laughs> okay, before they said cheese. Uh, happy? Oh, for fuck's sake. No, no. Come on, give me a clue. Well, it's got, it, it's got to make it look like you're smiling, I would have thought. That's why you say okay, cheese, isn't okay, it? Okay. Cheese, because it makes you smile. Teeth? 
<laughs> teeth. I'm trying to that work it work. out. No, it's not. Te- I'm going to tell you what it is. Prunes. Prunes? Yeah. Prunes. Why would you do that? No, that doesn't work. But that's what people used to say. Science, mate. It's fact. Fact. Bosh. Uh, <laughs> okay, big question here. Big question for you now, Hassan. Uh, prunes, prunes. It just you, you just don't say it. Say prunes, prunes. Yeah, well, it'd make you pout, wouldn't it? Oh, maybe it was like you didn't. Maybe smile. that was the old school. Pouting. In the old days, the Back teeth, the, the teeth days. wasn't very. The teeth weren't very good. Yeah, right? yeah, because people so, pout now, don't they? Yeah. Maybe okay. we should. Maybe people should start saying prunes again. Maybe they will. Has. How big of group of people would you need, right, uh, to have a 50% chance that two of the people within that group have a birthday on the same day? Do you understand the question? Yeah. How big would the group... Say, say the question again. So how big a group of people, so how many people would you need together in a group yep. to get to a place where there was a 50% chance... Yeah, that two of the people in there had the same birthday. Yeah. Um, there's probably a very mathematical way of working this out, but it's, I don't know, 100? No. 23. 23. Doesn't seem possible, does it? It's an odd number. I'm sure that doesn't matter, does it? No, not statistically, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I thought these were going to be better. Oh, well, tell you what, I liked prunes. That okay. was a good one. Um, give me another one. I'm going to gi- I'm I'm give you this. We'll make this the final one. There is another one. But we'll, actually, no, I'm going to give you two. How fast in miles per hour does a sneeze come out? Oh. Hang on. Are we talking about the moment it leaves your nose or the minute it starts to kind of build? Well, the you know, moment it leaves your nose, would it like you don't measure how fast Usain Bolt runs 100 meters I, by the time that he's fucking in the things at the beginning before the gun goes off, do you? <laughs> but I'm uh, but I'm wondering if the sneeze is actually part of the huh, 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 bit or is it just the choof? Well, it's obviously just the truth bit, isn't it? The bit before isn't the sneeze, is it? It's just you being a prat before the sneeze comes. Well, you plural, because you you do it as well, don't you? What sneeze? <laughs> no, Josh just sneezes facts. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> that's just true. Uh, yeah. You could just change that Chuck Norris uh, meme thing, like Josh does sneezes. Just sneezes facts. Um, two hundred and seventy-two miles per hour. No has it's a hundred miles an hour. Well, wasn't that far off? Uh, you were just over, you were two and a half times over nearly. Yeah, but <laughs> I haven't really thought about it in my okay. life. Okay, lastly, you know when you look at a bright sky, yeah, or you like you look at the sun and you get them little white dots. Yeah, do you know why that happens? No, no, no. That's not the question. Do you know what they are? Um, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good question. Uh, what are they? They are. Uh, no, I have no idea. Okay, they're white blood cells. Oh, really? Did you know that? No, I didn't. You I thought didn't it was just. That. I thought it was just like the light shining in your eyes. Anyway, MC Fact has come and sprayed his bars again. Do you feel your IQ level has risen today? Has. Uh, yeah, undoubtedly, Josh. Every time I meet you, I feel like that. <laughs> Prunes. <laughs> so let's go. To <laughs> Prunes. I suppose it does work if you say it properly. Prunes. No, you, you were straining there, though. <laughs> that wouldn't have been a nice photo. <laughs> Any harder and I needed a corn on the cob. <laughs> let's go to an emotional check-in, Hass. Checking in emotionally now. You're not allowed to say okay. Can I just say, by the way, you look f- dapper today. Oh, cheers, brother. Your, your cap matches your T-shirt. I went all green today, to You've be honest. You've gone all green, yeah. yeah. Green's my look. Uh, you're looking dapper. Thank you. You're looking uh, very dapper. You look like you could be in a hip-hop crew today. Uh, uh, how are you feeling? 
feel like I could be in a hip hop video <laughs> today, Josh. <laughs> uh, I can't say okay. I um, I will say that I feel a bit um, a bit anxious, a tiny bit anxious, because okay. I'm going to be taking some time off, and I don't really know how to do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I, I'm like. I can. F I tell you what. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy having some time off, but I'm feeling a little bit anxious about all the stuff I need to try and get done before then, and I'm also a tiny bit anxious about what will, what won't happen while I'm not there. So that's being genuinely truthful. But I'm more, I'm more ex excited about just having some time off with the family because I haven't really had any in the summer. How long so are you far. taking off? I'm definitely taking a full week unplug. And then, um, sort of, that'll be the last week of August. And then I'm going to take like another week where it's just really slow. I might do a, a few bits here and there, but generally speaking. Oh, I don't like that. Second <laughs> <week>. <laughs> yeah, that, Mate, second, that one. second week. I've never. Had I so can't really take. BS I can't really life. take two weeks, but like I'll definitely take one week. So, what are you doing in the first week that you're off? Uh, just hanging out with the kids, going out, day trips, go to the beach. Oh, you live by the beach, don't you? Yeah. Do that. You're not going away or anything. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna try and get a last minute, not away, away, like not out of the country, but yeah, we're gonna. Are you going away. out of the country at all this year? Yeah, we're just talking about it in October, actually. Maybe. October half term. Yeah, try and. Because when I got back from my holiday, you're like, you should go long haul, mate. <laughs> and then by the end of the conversation, yeah, he was like, like, no, 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 I should go. Yeah. <laughs> I was true. like, well, we went to Jamaica a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. was like, no, no, maybe I should oh, go. Oh, yeah, that's what I need to do. Where are you looking at? Why don't you definitely go in October, mate? Uh, why don't we definitely do long haul or why don't we definitely go away? Definitely go away. We're definitely going away. All right. Yeah. Where Have, have you looked at anywhere nice? I think we were looking at Turkey. Okay. Maybe. We're going to Egypt in October. Brilliant. Sharm El Sheikh. So how... Sharm El Sheikh? Uh, yes. You just looked like you were ign going to ignore. <laughs> I was going to ignore it, yeah. Because right. oh, I was ready to move on. Uh, yes, Sharm El Sheikh. I went to Haggadah years ago, years and years ago when it was very up and coming, Haggadah. Up and coming just means cheap. Oh, right, uh, cheap yeah. and like there was nothing there. Was it gentrifying? I uh, don't know what that means. Gentrifying? Yeah. It's when like you get like uh, a part of uh, a city that's always been a bit run down and then like hipsters start moving in. Oh, yeah. They start yeah, changing yeah. The, the sort of the demographic and the type and then before you know it, it's like oh this is like a really posh expensive place to live yeah it was a bit yeah it was like that yeah, yeah. i think it's one of the like better places now Agada. it's because you went there and then suddenly it yeah, just well, obviously. To improve, right? yeah i was did so you sneeze facts drunk <laughs> i was so drunk the whole time i went there i was only about 18 i think 19 20 mm. who knows how so the anxiety that you've got about taking the time off is it mainly because you've got other people that work within the business now, do you think? No. Is it that or is it no, just it's not working? Totally self inflicted. Yeah. It's just not knowing how to not knowing how to and there's a lot going on. You know, I know I always say that, but there is genuinely a lot going on at the moment. So I'm just trying to keep all the different things going. Um but it's it's totally me. Like it's me not knowing how to get myself ready for a bit of, you know, time off. Have you got any plans in place to make sure that it happens? I haven't got that far yet, Josh, but I'm, I, I will. Like, I think um, what what um, works really well is just having um, just having good people around you, um, trusting them, you know, um, and and just you know, I know I'm saying that now because I'm you literally asked me today, but be between now and when I take that, you know, start, you know, get to the point where I'm going to take the time off. I will put plans in place and I will kind of, you know, transition into that space because I, I, I've i done it well before where I transition, I sort of head into holiday and it feels a much better experience than when you just run crashing into a holiday. It takes you two or three days just to kind of sort yourself out. So I know from like past experience that that's the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, no, like just because you asked me today how I'm feeling, I know close to the time I'll be much better. Do you, um, will you put your out of office on and stuff on your email? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Will you check your work emails? Yeah. Yeah. Because I found when I, I've learned over the last few years. Can I just say something? I thought about lying. Just there. I thought about saying, no, I won't. 
but I know the truth is that I will, but in, in, in order to, for me to have a really enjoyable time, I just will check it like once in the morning, go, how's everything looking? Great, I'm gonna go off and put it away now. Yeah, yeah, so that that's what I was gonna go on to say. I think it became fashionable to like, it's quite fashionable now to be able to go on LinkedIn and say, I put my out of office on and I didn't check any of my emails and I just floated away and did this beautiful self-care thing and did it amazingly and all that kind of stuff. And I think I, tried to do that in the past. I was like, oh, if you check your emails, then you're just thinking about them for the day. And there was truth in that. And actually where I've landed today is, and I say it to Leah as well, because we've obviously just got back from going away. We only went away for a few days, so it's relatively easy anyway. But where I check my emails in the morning, I have a time, as in I can check them in the morning. Uh, and it's like half an hour, I get, get to check them. I may want to respond in the moment there. And then I, 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 there's a space in the evening if I want to respond. Yep. So that I, but I only use those spaces. Yep. And just having those two actually gives me a lot more freedom. Yep. Uh, within the day. I think, um, I think um, that is the, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. Because actually you can transition in and out fairly quickly and then you can be present and focused. There is a benefit to doing the, f the full unplug. Because um, anytime you look at something that's operating at the pace of email or slacks or whatever, that's requesting information from you, you're reacting. Like as soon as you look yeah. at it, even if you don't deal with it, if, even if you go, oh, I'm gonna deal with it later. Even if you send an email to, says, uh, to say, I'm on holiday, I'll be back in five days. You're just you're spending time reacting to it. Whereas if you hadn't ever seen it, you're not reacting to it. Yeah. So I do think there is, if you can find a way to just completely come off of it, um, I think that's also really useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, but each to their own. So the reason I said I probably will is because for me that works, right? When because you and I run our own thing, or we do our own thing. There is no backup in yeah. a way. Um, even though I've got like some some members of the team around me, but. Um, but I do like the idea of just going, I'm just not, I'm just gonna, like, you can't get me. You need a weeks. good team around you. Yeah. I couldn't do that right no. now. Yeah, because I don't have a team around me yeah. for a start. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you'd, you'd need a good team around you. And it, it like like you say, is each to their own. But you know what I found, uh, what I did do on holiday, which I did completely switch off from, was any social media. And I don't, uh, consume news anyway yeah. anymore yeah but i do so i deleted all the news apps didn't i but what i do do is on the iphone if you swipe all the way to the left there's some news yeah. there yeah i'll sometimes read those and yeah. go down little rabbit holes yeah. but when i went away for four days i did not read any yeah. news whatsoever yeah and i didn't look at social media and that's all. huge for you because obviously you know social media is such an integral part of your work so like yeah in a way i can imagine you might go well four days of <clears throat> My community not hearing from me that's that's a lot but actually yeah. i think that's really, really yeah well important. i did i did a thing on instagram where i was like look i'm going away for a few days with the family and i've got loads of things to you know to to jump back into when i get back so i did that and i think that helped but i'm not a mass i don't consume massive amounts of social media as in scrolling anyway yeah uh that might be a little bit of a lie that i don't do loads i think in comparison to what some people do. I don't do a lot of mindless scrolling, but I will scroll. Um, but the clarity that I got in my head from not consuming news or social media was massive. Yeah. So there was this there was this thing on LinkedIn, right? You know, there was a post, I missed it. The guy posted a, self, a picture of himself crying. This happens on LinkedIn every now and then, right? Somebody oversteps the mark of virtue signaling. Everybody gets really angry about it. Never ever reflects on, reflects on the fact that we're all virtue signaling on there anyway. Uh, and this person's just happened to go a little bit too far with it. Uh, and then anyway, you know, it, it, people are up in arms and on it. And when I got back and looked at LinkedIn, when I got back, mm -hmm. I caught like wave three or four, which is yeah. when people were angry with the people that were angry uh, on LinkedIn. And the fucking relief that I felt that I wasn't consuming LinkedIn content when that happened was massive, mate. So, so I would say that switching off from all of that stuff is massive. Is yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, and and 
if if you don't do that, then you're not really truly present. You know what I mean with yeah. kids? Because you're just sort of it's always a crutch there that you can just lean into. Whereas if you're not having that, then you're just you got well kids, family, f- friends, whoever you're with. You know what I mean? It's just about having that time together. But there's so much going on on social media at once, yeah? If you break it down and look at it, there's so much stuff going on there that takes your mind off in different ways. I think that you don't even realize. You only have to consume content on there for two or three minutes, right? And you can pick up four or five resentments that could be like, one resentment is that fucking dude that operates in the same space as you, that you've you've seen from one post that they're doing, that they might be doing a little bit better than you in this exact second. And so you don't actually consciously think they're doing better than me. You think they're a prick. Look at that stupid bit of content they're posting. And then you might get somebody else's other opinion on something that's triggered you and it's made you, do you know what I mean? And you can do that within like two or three minutes. Uh, so true. It's so true. And and it just, it, you end up, it's not net neutral. You're not just looking at it and then you go, oh, that's it put it down and then it just continues to fester, doesn't it? And it just, you know, it's not necessarily you're thinking about those things, but the energy it took from you in that moment, just con- it's a bit like the hit afterburn, right? It just, it's a, it's the negative consequence of it. It just, there's an afterburn on it, right? Yeah. You're just like, you're not fully there. Yeah, I yeah. I think that's good. Let me ask you, how are you feeling today? What's your- Look, I feel um, we just started a WhatsApp group for the Uncommon Man. Okay. So it's really good. On a Sunday morning, uh, Rob put in there the emotional will and was like, uh, let's pick a word for me near, lads. And I, I think five or six people did it. Uh, and the word that I picked was um, optimistic. Because like that, f- it was only four days. We went to Marbella. It was only four days. I'm going to talk about it a little bit in a second. But um, I've come back, f- that clarity that it's given me, to, to come back and I feel really like, oh, I want to get my teeth in and stuck into so many different things. Um, so I feel really optimistic about that, about some things that have really fallen into place within my mind of what I want to do with my work and building the community and taking all of that stuff forward. Right? Yeah. Can I ask you a question before you carry yeah. on? Like, what is it, um, what is it that, uh, uh, caused you to have the clarity what 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 can you point it to um and then like can you recreate it outside of being on holiday so the first thing definitely is switching off from social media and consu- consumption of content i read a book so no but that's different is that's it? that is different yeah. yeah it's definitely different so i read a book but other than that i did not consume any content no YouTube, because you know what the thing about YouTube is as well, right? I found myself on there now. I watch shorts on there. I know, man. And those shorts send you down rabbit holes very, very quickly. The algorithm sends you down rabbit holes very, very quickly. And I've always been a little bit like YouTube is my version of TV. So when I come, but that, and that is true. When I consume long form on there, I watch a lot of like IFL TV, which is like boxing interviews and stuff like that. But I found myself on shorts on there again. So it's just another version of, you know, the content. So, I didn't consume content at all. Like I barely used my phone. Um, So that was really helpful and just was as present as I could be with my family. That really recharges me when I come away and I do a lot of like reflecting on, because that's the why, you know, why I do what I do, that's the why, you know. So switching off, so can I recreate it here? Yes, definitely, switching off. I'm getting much better at doing that on the weekends yeah particularly so switching off um and a lot of down time that was just reflective you know when like i'm around the pool and my kids are all jumping in the pool they're all of an age now where uh i don't necessarily have to 20 every single second be watching one of them because the youngest is like five or six now so you can there were moments of being in the pool and just looking around and thinking fucking this is mentor do you know what I mean like so good um so that um so there's that there's all that then there's a little bit of anxiety around how I'm feeling as well which is I I get into that point now where I need support in my work like mm. in the form of like I don't know a, a VA or or an assistant of some kind and I just fucking don't know how it's going to look or what it's how it's going to be and I'm really like wary of doing it and I'm I, I've realized I'm a bit of a control freak in what I do in that sense so 
there's a there's a there's that kind of knowing that I'm at that ledge to do that. But I'm not quite there yet in my mind uh with that. Why are you not quite there? Um uh because maybe maybe it's the control. Maybe it's the control thing. And it's like, what am I gonna give over? There is a big thing where my brand is me. So uh I don't know. I feel like if I, I'll just start reeling off excuses now and I know there'll be answers to everything. Yeah, no, I think the thing to think about is what are you willing to cede control of that you that is just a baby step into the space, right? Mm. So you, you're not going to have somebody that's going to respond as Josh, right? No, yeah. To, to You know, in terms of, in, you know, inquiries or when, when you need to speak or whatever. But somebody who can help you organise your, you know, your membership or your community or responses to certain things about getting on events that's totally you can outsource it and those are the things that you can just it's easy to do you know yeah 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 so that's where i'm at that's that's what i'll be doing with that um and yeah just the holiday in terms of the holiday uh we we had this like massive apartment thing next to the beach in marbella and it was a different type of holiday than, than what i've ever been able to take my kids on right and it was like, we had a pool on, it was three floors and we had a pool on the top floor. Um, and my, like financially over the last couple of years, my life has changed dramatically, right? I, I, I've never been like really, really poor, but I never had it. I've never had money, like, do you know what I mean? To, mm. to buy things. I've always had anxiety around money mm. and, you know, if bills pop up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and this leads me into the conversation, the first conversation that I want to talk about today, which oh, is... Oh, nice segue. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've done very well there. Bob Dylan mm. said, what's money? A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what he wants. Uh, but I want to ask this question. We've teetered around this conversation a few times uh, on the podcast. It's been like joined in with other different types of conversations but i'll just for i guess i'll start by throwing out the big question uh does money make you happy Has. uh does money make me happy or does money make one happy uh let me ask the first question does money make you happy me yeah i'm asking you um money doesn't money itself doesn't make me happy okay what makes me happy is um, abundance, financial security, and money is a massive contributor to that, right? Yeah. So if the more money I have, the more security I have, the more freedom I have. Yeah. So money itself doesn't make me happy, like having it, it never really has. But I think, again, it's probably comes from um, what I didn't have growing up. But what is really important to me and does make me happy is, you know, having a a, a nice home for you know my kids and building something of value which you know the you know the outcome of that is money so that's really important to me um if i switch the first word and say can money make you happy does it change the context of the question quite a bit or not um i think i think what money Okay, so what I think money doesn't do is in itself make you happy, as I said, yeah. right? But what I can, do, what it can do is it can remove the things that make you unhappy. Like what? Bills. Yeah. Mortgage, rent, yeah. Um, uh, fear about the future when you've like, you, you know, like there are a lot of people really genuinely worried about what the winter is going to hold for them. There are, there's a massive level of uncertainty. So the money you have can re just eliminate all of that, right? So I imagine there's a lot of people that are in my network <clears throat> who, you know, are wealthy people. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not including myself in that. I'm talking about people that have a, a level of wealth where they don't need to worry about what the next few years are going to look like. Yeah, yeah. As I'm thinking, God, what, you know, what's going to happen? Like, I'm thinking, what happens to mortgages? Like, what's, you know, how do you make sure there's food on the table and all those sorts of things? And I think um, having the money removes, you know, removes those things that can make you unhappy. Yeah. 
I read somewhere because I so I went online right and I was looking. Uh, I was trying to look for studies, and what I found is is that there's fucking loads of studies, loads of different studies, and they all on con- this topic, yeah, yeah, and they all contradict each other. Right. Yeah, if I wanted to prove to you that money doesn't make you happy, I could do it through yeah. statistics and studies. Yeah? yeah, if I wanted to prove to you that money does make you happy, then I could prove it through statistics, right? Yeah, Yeah, there's enough stuff out there. Uh, There was a study done, I think it was in 2010, where researchers had 33,391 employed people between the ages of 18 and 65 use a smartphone app that prompted them to check in their emotions throughout the day. The app asked them to rank, how do you feel right now? And overall, how satisfied are you with your life? The findings based on seven years of data collection uh, showed that while being continued to rise with income across a wide range of income levels, and it didn't plateau at $75,000 a year, uh, apparently it still continued. So when they did this study, they found that that it increased all the way through. Happiness increases as your wealth increases. As your wealth increases and as your income increases. Yeah. Now there are, I believe... There could be loads of different reasons for that. It, yeah. Like your income would normally be increasing as your career was improving, right? So if you were yeah. doing something that you loved, as yeah. your as your kind of financial stuff um, increased, uh, you, you sorry, as your as your job got better, you, your finances would increase. So it it would like improve your well being all around. And in some ways, as you reach higher up in organisations, sometimes you actually get more free time, don't you, when you work within a corporate organisation. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, there is the notion you hear of people. Certainly when I used to work in a factory, when I got to, uh, I went from factory laborer to transport manager, I can tell you in that role, transport manager was way, way easier and gave me more time, physically at least, than when I used to be the factory yeah, laborer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's wholly true uh, in all cases, and I know you're not saying that, but I, f- I think that... Your your time is less, I guess, um, monitored by others in the same way um, as you kind of, in, you know, as you as you go up the career. But I think that the accountability stakes are much higher, right? So the expectation of what of how you deliver is 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 often much higher. So actually, there's a lot more sort of stress, if not necessarily time that, you know, so you might have a bit more time, you may not have somebody watching your, your clocking in and clocking out hours yeah. in the same way, because I didn't, but I just felt a lot more pressure yeah. as I went up. Now, I have to say that the increase in, like when I was in the corporate life, the increase in my income that went with that, just, it genuinely made for a much better life yeah. than when I was kind of early on with young kids. So was I happier as a result of more income? I th- I would say yes. Yeah. We, we gave us more opportunities as a family. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. One of the reasons that this, that I wanted to talk about this, and I've been wanting to bring it up on the podcast, uh, this has been the perfect one to do it because uh, we're recording over a week before this goes out, right? So it's been a good opportunity to bring it up. But one of the reasons that I wanted to bring it up, listening to lots of different podcasts, um, you often get really rich people on these podcasts, yeah, that are kind of like rich and famous, uh, say, you know, telling you that money won't make you happy and if you really want to be happy, they almost sort of say stop chasing it and stop believing that it will bring some kind of happiness. And even like a really good example of it, um, I listened to Tony Bellew, on yeah did have you listened to it no 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 i meant yeah yeah so he was on stephen bartlett's podcast now he talks openly about how much he struggled financially and how you know he didn't even become a millionaire until the david hay fight which was like one of the last fights of his career right um but even he talks about how when he got the money it didn't make him happy it didn't do anything for him uh and there was a bit of me that was listening to it thinking you've just told us how tough it was so like it did i think it must be easy to forget yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I didn't listen to it, but I think what I've seen from that is you you chase and you chase and you chase and you chase. And then as soon as you get it, you go, oh, look, there's six zeros in my bank account. And it's like exhilarating for a moment. And then it goes. Yeah. 
And maybe that's what he was pointing to. Is it like, was what he was pointing right. to, yeah. And I'm not... I, I love Tony Ballew and Big No, Bang I know, Bass. I know. But I think that's the point of, like, I think... And certainly on the chasing the number, once you hit the number, it's like, oh, this is amazing. And then and then it's gone. And then yeah. it's like it, uh, somebody that I coach, <clears throat> he talks about the black hole of validation. Yeah. So you're going for it. And then, you, and then you get there and then it's like the black hole of validation. And then um, it, it just disappears. And then you, you, you're constantly searching. And that could be wealth. It could be recognition. It could be whatever. But in this case, it's, it's achieving an, a number, a target wealth. Um, so I can sort of understand where that, that comes from. Apparently, somebody said to me um, years ago when I was in HR that um, people are only satisfied with a pay rise for two days. Really? So you get the pay rise, you go, yeah, brilliant. And then two days later, it's like, yeah, thinking about when am I, oh, yeah, I'm I'm worth more than this. Yeah. I, I know even when I put like my prices up, I'm like, you know, oh, this is great. And then you, and then you go, oh, am I a bit cheap? You know, and yeah. so, like, I think it has that effect on you really. Yeah. And I see it with the way that I've, you know, cause like I say, I, I went from a place of having, me and Leah used to have nothing when the kids were younger, right? It's nothing's too extreme we had all of our bills covered we we had our mortgage but there was no money there was always the worry you know with the water bill would come through the door you'd think like that's gonna really cripple us there'll yeah. be no going out for anything for a couple of months to cover the water bill and stuff like that yeah so that's how we lived there was always that worry that worry at the moment at least is not there anymore mm -hmm. right so that's like a huge thing mm -hmm. for me it's like a huge change uh, I never used to be able to buy clothes, yeah? Even when I started doing the work that I did, I had to buy, like, I, I used to wear shirts all of the time because I didn't have enough money for, like, decent clothes, right? And so if I just wore shirts, I could get a pack of three shirts from Next, right? And I just, like, used to alternate them because that's all I had the money for. So that's gone as well, right? Which is nice. The flip side of that is I do recognise when I buy a new... I don't know, I love Fred Perry, right? I buy a new Fred Perry t-shirt, like you said. I love it. I put it on, I go, yeah, that looks brilliant. And then there is a part of me that's like, right. Carry on. This will be nice in yeah. red or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So I understand that that goes. But I do think that what, like, what I think is we're living in a society now where uh, the gap between the rich, we're getting to this like two categories are starting to happen where there's like, there's either the super rich or there's, there's we're getting closer to- It's not starting to, to happen, it's here, it's, it's- Yeah, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. It is, it is increasingly getting worse, but what I'm saying is we're not starting to get to it, we're there now and it's getting worse. And it's, it's getting like, worse, it's, yeah. It's getting worse and worse. And I read a book actually on holiday and it talked about, um, it's not whether you're rich or poor, uh, that causes the biggest internal struggle, the biggest amount of distress, it's, the uh, the difference between the rich and the poor within the society that you live in. So so so, uh, you'd be you'd have less distress if you lived within a community where you were all poor and there was no rich people there, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas if you live in a society like Western culture where there's the super rich and then there's everybody else, um, that's where you get the biggest level of distress. Because I actually think. Uh, what makes me happy or a big, big thing that makes me happy that money plays a part in, and we've talked about this already in different, in different words, is freedom. Hmm. The freedom to be able to say, I've reached a point where I need a few days break and I'm gonna go away and take a few days break and I'm gonna do it. And you know, look, I was able to pay, it was my sister-in-law's 40th birthday, that's why we went away. I was able to pay for dinner one night and like, I've never been able to do that before in my life. And so to have the freedom to do that, that comes from money was 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 amazing for me. And and a lot of the stress was taken away, right? Cause I, like, I'd think, well, if, if, if we packed everything, I reckon so. And then like being able to say to my wife, if we've forgotten it, we'll just get one when we're over there. Like, I don't think, I think people that get really rich forget that. <laughs> they forget that, that there's huge stress. Cause if we haven't bought something and we're over we ain't gonna be able to buy it it's i think we should um stop it from uh feeling like it's only the super rich that have that point of view 
right? So the examples you gave were like super rich on podcasts. Yeah. But actually, I think you're pointing to something that's a bit more endemic in society with the haves and the have-nots, right? And uh, there are uh, there are people probably who aren't super rich, who are wealthy, who are you know who who work, um, but have you know good lifestyles. They are probably. Uh, there are a lot of people there within that kind of part of society that do like, oh, money doesn't make you happy, you know, but they do it from a, 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 a an elevated position of privilege yeah. where they just don't get it. And and so when you're talking about this book, you know, Tony Bellew or, uh, you know, he's not, you know, even the super rich, they don't live in the same ecosystem. That's yeah. why they're happy. Yeah. If you live in Hollywood or if you live in, um, you know, in uh, Malibu or whatever, then you're just in that, you know, in that in that ecosystem. Whereas, like I say, Brighton and Hove, we're right in the mix of where you've got, you know, ab- like probably s- significant poverty, and you have significant wealth, and they're trying to be coexist in the same space. And that's why I think, when so when people say money doesn't make you happy, when they have money. They just don't really understand that actually it not having it makes you really extremely unhappy. Yeah, and but only in the context of what you started off by saying, which is uh, having money gets rid of a lot of the things totally. that bring you stress yeah. and unhappiness. Yeah, right. In this, in the context of the society that we live in, absolutely. Because I was, th- I was thinking as well, like. Um, it depends on on the context and how you measure it. Like in the West, we measure happiness with uh, probably around, you know, it is contextualized around if you have a job, if you have money, what uh, things you own, right? You're standing in society. Whereas I think uh, in other parts of the world that aren't driven by capitalist society, I mean, you could argue that the whole world is is driven by, you know, capitalist uh, ideology, but there are certain countries or certain parts of the world where actually happiness is measured in a very, very, very different way. Yeah, longevity of life, um, community, uh, you know, fun, playfulness, and like even like thinking about um, when I used to go and visit Bangladesh, which is where my family's from. Um, when I was growing up, when I was a kid. Even then, I observed that that way of life, that joy, was you know they've got no money, right? In 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 Bangladesh, and my family probably had a bit more money than a lot of other people. But you could just observe that what what kind of made them happy were just different things, right? And uh, so I think uh, uh, you know in certain parts of the world, happiness is different, measured by different. And I, th- I think criteria. actually in Western culture, it's 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 more where this kind of neoliberalism has taken over, right? Where it is literally like success is the is the ideal, right? That's what we're all shooting for, right? That's what you're told when you go to school. You're told you need to be successful. You need to work for the next ten years as hard as you can, pass these exams. That's what's going to make you successful, so that you can go out, earn money, buy good things, right? That's literally what we teach people. But but even worse than that, what we teach people is if you don't make a success of yourself, right? Forget any luck, forget any chance, all of those things that happen in life, the environments that you exist in, you know, the family that you were born into, forget all of that. If you don't make a success of yourself, there must be a problem within you, right? And we see that, I believe, in the way that we medicalize people. We see that in the way that we judge people and all of that stuff, yeah? So when you look at that, I think that becomes the problem that creates unhappiness and why why sometimes money can alleviate unhappiness more than it can maybe bring happiness, right? Because like the flip side of it is if your wife and kids left you, if you went home today and they packed their bags and gone, it don't matter if there was a million pound in the bank. I'd have a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) There probably would be if they left. (laughs) Um, But but you see, that wouldn't, you know, if you if something terrible happened tomorrow and you lost the people close to you, no amount of money is ever gonna is ever gonna help. Uh, however, again, because of the society that we live in, if something dreadful happened to my wife tomorrow, then it, it would be more manageable if you really broke it down. If I had money, than if I was broke, right? Oh, <laughs> do listen, you know what I mean? Because I'd have insurance plans and stuff like that for a start. When, uh, when my dad passed away, yeah. This was in 
1980, so it was a long time ago. It, it was quite unusual, but, um, but he, had a, he had a life insurance policy. And uh, uh, our, our house was bought for the princely sum of £12,000. Wow, in London. In London, big, wow. big house in Tottenham. Um, but because of that, it, it, um, it paid off the mortgage. What was, you yeah. know, and, uh, and that meant we didn't get pushed into poverty when my dad passed away because my mum wasn't working. She couldn't speak the language. Two young kids. We would have undoubtedly, if we hadn't had that safety net, we would have. I, I may not have been here today, Josh, talking yeah, to you. Yeah, wow. I don't mean existing. I just may not have been in this position because we would have been put. But luckily, we had that thing that meant my mum could grieve, that we could grow up, and we had that safety net. If we didn't have that, and it, it's quite possible that that may not have happened because my dad wasn't expecting to die, you know, but he had the foresight to kind of take this insurance policy. It meant we didn't get pushed into poverty. There's no doubt in my mind that if he hadn't had that, we would have been pushed into poverty because my mum couldn't have worked or, you know. So I can speak from truth and evidence and experience to know that um, it, it, it didn't bring us happiness, but it removed the thing that could have made us even more unhappy. Yeah. So, so I think that is the truth. I don't think it makes you happy, but it can certainly... Uh, address some of the things that can have potential to make you unhappy or do make you unhappy. Wow. And fuck it, uh, that kind of really sums it up, doesn't it? It really sums it, because it shows you the course of your, and it would have been, like, the reality is, you would have been pushed into poverty and you wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Not, do you know what I mean? Not doing the things that yeah, you Oh, but today. because the odds are stacked against me, by the way. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, L like, you know, uh, poverty, person of colour, single parent family, like the, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have had the chances that I had. Yeah. So, it, and again, that's the, I think that's what I sometimes worry about when I talk about like, just the super rich and stuff like that. Uh, I just, what I'm actually pointing more to is the self-help space that you hear online. When you hear a lot of these people saying, don't chase money, right? It won't, it's not going to make you happy. And like, I do think, that's just not, it's just not true, right? It's not true in direct of terms. If you're somebody who's really struggling to get by and you have a lot of anxiety, look at the fucking world we're about to enter in with, mm. you know, the cost of living and all that. We're in a cost of living crisis, right? And so, you know, the neoliberalism will, tell, will say, if you start struggling in the next year, it's because you haven't made a success of your life, right? So, so there must be a problem within you. So, you know, there'll be a mental health crisis. You must have depression or there's something wrong in your brain if you're really, really struggling. When actually, it would make perfect sense if people are fucking miserable in the middle of a, a cost of living crisis when there's so much, you know, when that fucking envelope comes through the door and I've been there and you open it and you think, I don't know where we're going to get this money from. I don't know where we're going to get this money from. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so it just goes to show you that the society that we exist in um, just means that that money, how did you word it? I think I've worded it like it already because it's a good way to kind of wrap this bit up, but the absence of enough money can cause distress and unhappiness in, yep. in, in Western culture. Yeah. What a bloody good conversation, Has uh, I was going to bring another topic. We don't have enough time to talk about it. And I was worried on the way here that I didn't have enough content in ah, the two Look at that. Um, brings us to reasons to be cheerful. Can you go first? I will go first while you think of one, because you haven't come up with one. My reasons to be cheerful is, Hass, uh, the sunshine and the heat waves that we've had uh, this summer. We live in a world now where because of climate, the, the climate crisis, and I don't know enough about that to talk in depth about it at all, but it's almost like people want you to not enjoy the sun without feeling a bit of guilt at the mm. fact that we're getting it. And I don't like that. I think you can do both. You can be worried about climate crisis and just recognize how much the kids fucking love this weather and having the pools out in the back garden. And I just, look, I remember good parts, you know, the good in my childhood when it was really sunny out and I was just out all day in the sun and there was no worry about rain or anything like that. And, I, you know, just out in shorts and t-shirt. Uh, and I love it. And the news will tell you that it's going to kill you and 
you know, you shouldn't enjoy the sun and the heat waves are coming and it's a red warning and don't go out in it and all of that kind of, all that crap that comes with the news and stuff. But I've just loved it. I'm not a proper, I'm not a sun worshiper in that I, I don't sit trying to get in a tan and all of that stuff. Uh, but I do love being out with the kids, them being outside and in and out of the pool in our own back garden. Um, and not having to mow the lawn, by the way. <laughs> Can I just throw that out there? My God, have you got much of a law left? I'll tell you. Yes, yes. but you don't have to do it. Uh, so yeah, my, yeah, my, my reasons to be cheerful is the the sun, the mate, sun. and the heat wave has been brilliant. I've loved it. I hope there's another one before. Here comes the sun. <laughs> yeah, I love the sun. It's been a bit too hot though, hasn't it, Josh? I definitely, man. <laughs> Fucking, uh, uh, do you know what? I'm going to get an aircon unit next. Yeah. Uh, next next winter next winter yeah I'll get it that's, that's a good time cheaper. yeah exactly <laughs> it's a good time. best time to get it yeah yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's not what rich people would say <laughs> yeah. um, do you know I, I hadn't thought of one I don't know why um, but I have thought of one um, and my reason to be cheerful is um, that we show up here really authentically mm. and we um, uh, and I don't want to be overly worthy let me explain what I mean a, a few weeks ago, a, f a friend who listens to the podcast said, oh, you guys swear a lot, right? And I was like, yeah, we do. And like, we do it really proudly. And not because we're doing it just for doing it, but you and I have talked about how when we are out with clients and doing our thing in the corporate space, we show up in a very particular way. But the reason we set up this podcast is because we wanted to um, celebrate that you have many different sides to you. Mm. and not hide away from it. And so um, we do that here. Like, you know, there, there's stuff that we talk about here that I wouldn't uh, normally go out and just start talking to my clients about. Yeah, I know they listen. Mm. And I don't worry about it at all. I celebrate it. So um, that's my reason to be cheerful because we just show up in our most authentic self on this podcast. I love that. Uh, you should you should not think of a reason to be cheerful more often. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I want to swear quickly. <laughs> I want to like say who said It's all right, you done loads. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, it's been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, great episode. Uh, this will be going out in a, a, a week from now. Uh, we hope that everybody has enjoyed it and we'll see you all very soon. Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai. <laughs>